When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We always say on Wednesday, at this time we catch up with Andy Thompson because uh, his show Rural Roundup uh, is on from 12 to 1 and uh, that's in all frequencies around the country, uh, leaving out Auckland and Wellington. Um, but uh, Andy joins us now and uh, Andy, a number of uh, issues for you uh, to mull over and discuss uh, throughout your program today I'm sure, but the one that really attracted uh, my attention is uh, the President of Federated Farmers Andrew Hoggart standing down um, and announcing his plans Exactly, Smithy. Yeah, mate. Um, well, if you were listening to the show last week, um, you would have heard me break that uh, story, actually, that um, Andrew Hoggard was um, looking to stand for the ACT Party, and uh, they had a bit of a busy old week and uh, scrambled together a few uh, a few <laughs> press releases, and yesterday, yes, he did make that, or I think it was on uh, Monday, he made the announcement he was standing down from Federated Farmers, and then yesterday announced that he was going to be standing for the ACT Party. Him and David Seymour made the announcement. Uh, interesting announcement. He's going to stand in Rangitiki. And uh, David Seymour said that um, he's going to get a very high list placing on the um, on the Act list. So it is almost certain that Andrew Hoggard will be in Parliament um, come October. So interesting news. Very, very good get for Act uh, Smithy because I think you'll find a lot of farmers are actually looking to support Act. They like what Act has been saying when it comes to the agricultural space. And um, I think that's going to be a big resurgent Act party on the back of the farmers, which is also interesting because it leaves national an opportunity to go more for the centre vote. They don't have to swing out to the right because, let's face it, um, it's going if, it, if it is a centre-right government, it's act and effectively national. So, interesting move. I was going to say to you, um, in days gone by, years gone by, uh, with my very little knowledge, uh, you would have just thought farmer straight to national. Yep, and that was the case in the past, but now ACT, um, with some of its policies being um, uh, further to the right, um, particularly when it comes to some climate change policies, uh, when it comes to some of the regulations, uh, and, and are appealing to a more conservative farmer base vote. There is quite a large rump of farmers. I've heard farmers saying that they are going to vote ACT to give national backbone. So it is a very, very interesting time in politics. Last time a lot of uh, national went to uh, national farmer votes actually went to Labour, believe it or not, uh, to do their best mm. to keep the Greens out. So very tactical voting from uh, from the rural community now. So we'll see this. And, and I think um, having Andrew in the ACT party uh, very high on the list, along with Mark Cameron, who's been a very good voice for farmers, he speaks very clearly, very succinctly, is going to be um, very good for ACT. So there's a lot to uh, lot to watch on this. Absolutely. Uh, other news uh, concerning us locally here in Hawke's Bay. Um, Hawke's Bay uh, estimated to be um, needing between $650 million to $960 million of government funding to, funding to help it recover and grow back better after Cyclone Gabriel. Yeah, massive numbers, aren't they, Smithy? Oh, just before we go, I'm actually going to have uh, Andrew Hoggard live on the show uh, straight after 12. Oh, right. so, okay, um, cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's just thought I'd uh, just thought I'd chuck that in. So uh, yeah, I've got them live. So looking forward to that, mate. Those eye, those numbers are eye watering, and and you've seen it. I, I heard you saying the other day that you haven't gone too far into it because you don't need bloody um, a whole bunch of sightseers wandering around. But I just don't know how that's going to work. Where that money is going to come from? I mean. Well, when you look at it, um, government's got a job to make sure infrastructure is in place to stop these things happening, but it's not actually government's job to go and repair uh, farmland, repair orchards. So I'm not sure how... It's private business. You know, like, this is a really, really difficult decision for the government because then other businesses... And you think of the homeowners in Auckland and all those sort of people are going to go, well, hold on, you're giving all them money, what are you going to do with us? So it's this is a big, big issue, and... and um, it's funny, actually, because another person I've got on the show today is Melissa Clark Hall, and she's a futurist, and she said, going forward with climate change, we are going to have to alter where we farm and how we farm. We just can't keep going time and time again because they could spend all that money. They could spend that billion dollars and repair all of that farmland and all those orchards in, in the Hawke's Bay and have it, hap- have it happen again in three years' time, five years' time. Who knows? So it's a big, big problem we've got. So if, uh, in her theory, we have to change regions of farming, etc., does that take it away from, um, from hill farming? Uh, does that, I mean, and if that's the case, does that just say, uh, automatically just say forestry? How, how does that work? No, it just doesn't say automatically forestry, but it says it says we have to look at what the implications of climate change are. We need to do our models. We need to have a look at how often the frequency and the intensity of these weather events, and is it feasible, is it practicable, practical to keep farming on these because let's face it these fertile plains are there because they are um, uh, they're basically river river flats right and why are they there because of weather events and that's just natural geography and if they're happening more and more um, what do we have to do so we don't just want forestry we certainly don't but we have to look very carefully at how we farm where we farm where we live I mean these changes are being forced on us probably way quicker than we expected. And and it's interesting because a lot of farmers still, there's a rump of them that don't actually believe in this and they don't believe that anything they do, do can make any difference. So big, big decisions and big challenges. Okay, uh, Andy Thompson there. Uh, anything else uh, you should tell us about coming up in the show? Uh, well, it's just a couple of things. Yeah, so I said, I said I've got Andrew Hoggard um, on the show live and then straight afterwards I've got the new acting vice president uh, or the acting president of Federated Farmers, Wayne Langford. So he's taking over. Um, Melissa Clark Hall, as I said, really, I recorded her earlier this morning actually, a really interesting interview on the future of farming. And um, we'll do a bit of weather with Phil Duncan, uh, brought to us by Kubota as always. So, yeah, plenty on the show. Good on you, Andy. Uh, give you about eight or nine minutes to get uh, everything uh, up and running and uh, ticked off. Um, so that's uh, Andy Thompson. Um, that is uh, between 12 and 1 on all frequencies except for Auckland and Wellington. Of course, in Auckland and Wellington, uh, your option is to listen to Stappy, and uh, we shall have uh, what's coming up in his show very shortly.